Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al kareem. Amma ba'd, a'udhu billahi min ash shaitan ir rajeem. Bismillahi ar Rahman ir Rahim. Rabbish rahli swadri wa yasilli amri. وَحْلُ لُقْدَةً بِاللِّسَانِ يَفْقَهُ قَوْلِي سُبْحَانَكَ لَا إِلْمَ لَنَا إِلَّا مَا أَلَّمْتَنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَلِيمُ الْحَكِيمُ All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Almighty Allah jalla wala informs us in the noble Qur'an and commands us, وَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثِ As for the bounties, favors of Almighty Allah, you proclaim it, you announce it, but attribute everything to Allah, هَذَا مِنْ this is the grace, the mercy of my Allah, my sustainer, nourisher, provider. We are non-entities, we are sinners, and remember can do absolutely nothing without the mercy, grace, benevolence of all, Allah, Jalla wala. And then Mustafa, Rahmatul Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Mallam nas, lam Whosoever is not grateful to humanity, in reality is not grateful to Almighty Allah, authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif. The last time we had a report back was before Ramadan. So about five weeks have passed now since we had our last report back. So many things to discuss. We will touch on each one of them briefly, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, Ramadan went very, very well. And you know that with the lockdown and so forth, for 13 months now, 14 months maybe, we're not going anywhere overseas or so forth. We have few trips here, local. And mashallah, so that also is a blessing that mashallah that whatever Allah Ta'ala gives us we are happy alhamdulillah things are in our benefit alhamdulillah things go against us alhamdulillah yala kulli hal second one alhamdulillah Ramadan was very good and our Merkaz Sahaba team mashallah with the help mercy of Almighty Allah ye in Lanesia Johannesburg and Durban perform well Almighty Allah reward the entire team we receive so many messages from esteemed listeners throughout the globe. So may Almighty Allah Jalla reward you as well. For me personally, there are four, five, six moments that stand out. Number one is when those nuns embrace Islam. May Almighty Allah Jalla keep them steadfast, keep us steadfast on Islam. And likewise, when our brother, you know, Lionel, he became Lukman on that Friday, and we knew nothing about it that he passed away. The next day only we came to know that he passed away after Jumma Salat. So all Allah grant our brother Luqman Jannatul Firdaus. He was Muslim in this world just for eight hours maximum or nine hours. And then on a Friday, the last Friday of Ramadan 1442, death comes Ramadan Friday after Jumma prayer. So what more can a person ask for? So that is in Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. Allah Jalla wala accept so we can give and propagate the true message of Islam. And then few days after that, two, three days, he 
his friend Freddy. He came, became Faisal and so forth. So you, my brother Freddy, inshallah, I'll mention it tomorrow because I don't know if you are listening, if I remember. Uh, my thing that I really want to know is this brother Lionel who became Muslim or Lincoln who became Muslim. No, Lincoln, yeah, it was. Lincoln who became Lukman and then he passed away. Who is he? Is a white person or is a Indian or is a colored African? It doesn't make any difference to me, but just for information, it's good to know. So that's one of the questions I really would love to know. Who was this brother Lincoln who became Lukman and then Rahimahullah, that Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. Another highlight for Ramadan, mashallah, was that, you know, we all had our Eid on Friday, and that was very, very good, mashallah, that, you know, and mashallah, we met our husband, Muhammad Sadiq Desai, as well, and we took the decision that we will have uh, outside also, you know, uh, reports we will accept, provided that the report itself is credible, and we receive it in time as well. So all that, mashallah, so wonderful discussions with Azad Maulana. As I told you, and you can quote me anywhere in the world, that in South Africa, the greatest alim South Africa has produced is Azad Maulana Ahmad Sadiq Desai, Hafidahullah. He's 83 years old, but he sleeps, you know, for two, three hours a night, 20, 21 hours a day, he's awake doing work. Who can do all these things here? So remember an honorable Ustad, Azad Mufti Zawal Haq, is mashallah, our Honorable Ustad, our Sheikh, the greatest alim in South Africa, mashallah, Hazrat Mufti Rizal Haksab, and Allah Jalla inshallah, next week he will be back. The madrasa is opening. So we make dua for all these giants here we have in South Africa, and mashallah, they are an asset to the whole world as well. Thereafter, mashallah, that you know, on Eid Day, let me speak a little bit about Eid. So I was invited long when Ramadan started, and a few days passed than that and then they invited me to come to Majid Farooq. Majid Farooq is here in Crosby and subhanallah I was just thinking about it that last year when we made Eid also was a Friday because I remember I went for Eid Salat and then I came home and I went again for Jummah. So that was Eid Al-Adha and now Eid Al-Fitr also was on a Friday. So subhanallah so we were there mashallah I gave the talk and we sent it out to all of you and what we discussed was what is the meaning of Eid, the historical perspective. It is a day of thanksgiving and the challenges we face at the macro and the micro level. Macro level, you know what is happening in Palestine, in Aqsa, in Gaza. We'll discuss that just now. And the micro level, when people close masjids, when people, remember, go to court and to close the masjid and when they close the Eidgah. So that speaks volumes itself. You be the judge and see can you really rely on such people who call themselves ulama and so forth. According to me, we can never ever rely on such people. Therefore, we started Darul Iman. Therefore, we started Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wa Jamaah. Simple question, three questions. If people close Masjid, people close Eidgah, people go to court, people can't call the Shias Kuffar. 
then who can you rely on? Can you ever rely on such people? Sell out if you ask me. So you must remember these things here. Therefore, we must be very clear on these issues. Therefore, Marqas Sahaba, we say, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we believe from the bottom of our heart that she is a kuffar. And remember, every second, third day, you'll get some chamcha, some spy, some uh, sympathizer of the Shias asking me questions. I normally just engage them with three things, and then they never come back. I say, what do you say if a person says, say, now Bakr, say, now Umar, say, now Usman, say, the Aisha, say, the Hafsa, Amir, Muawiyah, a kuffar, Allah forbid, Allah forbid. Will you accept that? I asked them that you know Khomeini la'anahullah wrote in Tawdihul Masail that you can make muta prostitution for one hour. All this we got the books is not we speaking from our third one this whole incident of Karbala do you know Sayyidina Hussein Radiallahu who cursed the Shias and that is written in their own books Al-Irshad by Sheikh Mufid. Do you know Sayyidina Hussein Radiallahu ta'ala and his son Hazrat Zainul Abidin told them Lastum bi Ujad Nabi Sallallahu tell them you don't belong to my ummah you out so you answer all these questions but we still got people who are saying no to just carry favor with governments and politicians and organizations and people who are sponsoring programs is that not a typical case of selling the deen so think about these issues properly. So all that we highlighted, you know, the important points. He came back, mashallah, and then this Friday at breakfast here, then I left. It was a big rush, mashallah. And from here I left for Heidelberg, and then I reached there about 11 o'clock. And the khutbah starts just about 11.18, 11.20. So I have to bath, and you know, a lot of issues. So anyway, we managed it, and Sheikh Mahid delivered the khutbah and so forth. The khutbahs that come nowadays, from Makkah and Medina and all that are basically just fazail and virtues and so forth. The real core issues are not discussed. I mean, we need to be honest about all these issues as well. And thereafter, that, you know, the Salat and that, and then we just think, uh, I had to rush with my nephew. We went to the town masjid there in town, Heidelberg. So Heidelberg is the place where I was born, mashallah. And I spent my first 17 years there. Then I went to Pakistan, seven years almost. And then 20 years Newcastle and then 20 years here now so that is my life story and then with Barakat Sahaba now for three years Alhamdulillah so may Almighty Allah accept us so Heidelberg has two three unique things number one is our masjid under the old South Africa we had four provinces and remember that when we had that four provinces Transvaal the oldest masjid in Transvaal is Kirk Street Masjid that is run by the Mias Farm. And one day I told them I must perform Salat Day Jumma. So, mashallah, so I went down there. Mona Ibrahim Mia was there. He also passed away, Rahimahullah. Allah grant him Jannatul Firdaus. And because I'm every day here in the masjid, Jami Masjid that is run by them. So, anyway, so we know one another with Allah's help. Allah grant them all Jannatul Firdaus who passed on. So I said that at least I must deliver a lecture there and I must deliver a khutbah and salat and all that. So after that, Mona Ibrahim Mia came to me and said, everything excellent, but one thing you must. So I got a shock. I said, gee, I said, what? Say, why you don't give lecture with the turban? <laughs> So he reminded me about that. So anyway, I still remember his word. And then the second oldest masjid, remember, is there in Heidelberg. 
And if you study when we built our new masjid there in the Indian township previously known as it. So I made a lot of research and all that. It was live on CII. And mashallah, I took Hazrat Muftilizal Aqsa with me. Hazrat also spoke and so forth and so on. So it was a historic occasion, mashallah, that, you know, to give the people the history. So anyway, then when I went for Jummah Salat there and I asked the congregation there, do you all know that this masjid is the second oldest masjid there? So half what half three quarter of them just looked down because youngsters and more of the foreigners there now. And then I had the asa. I took the asa, the stick, and I was going to the member. So I asked them, Do you all know where this asa, the stick comes from? So <laughs> people take chances, you know. So some ulama, some people they say it comes from Rangoon, from Burma, some say from Afghanistan. But it's so impressive. It's a gold stick, like with studs, you know, not pure gold now, but very, very. I remember when we were becoming a Hafiz, by Hafiz Dimalia, I started my schooling career there in 63. So we to go to the masjid. And remember, 68, I started my Hafiz. So Hafiz Ibrahim Dimalia, Allah Ta'ala, Hafiz Allah, honorable Ustad, used to send us to clean the masjid and a lot of issues. So we always had a special attachment. There was only one masjid that time. So, mashallah, we find that it is great, great. And then Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia spent 23 years there. And Chamkadia, you know. So remember the famous Hif teachers at that time, Waqari Abdul Hamid here in Kirk Street, and here Hafiz Nurbai, Qari Nurbai here in Lanesia. And mashallah, that time there was, you know, Hafiz Dimalia from way and way people used to come. So Allah Jalla Wala grant our Hafiz Ab, mashallah. Our Qari Nurbai passed away, Qari Abdul Hamid passed away, Allah grant them gender to fit those. Our Hafiz Ibrahim Limalia, Allah Ta'ala, give him long life, siha, afia. Then after lunch with the family and so forth, then I went to the graveyard, our cemetery and so forth. MashaAllah, my nieces, their children and all of them also, they are my like grandchildren, just say like that, you know, because I'm the only one left now. My two brothers passed away, my father, mother passed away. So anyway, so we took all of them and I showed them this is father's grave, my father, my mother's grave, these are the brother's graves and so forth and my brother-in-law and so So we went there, made dua for all and all. All the people who are buried there, Allah grant them Jannatul Firdos. When I came back, then I rushed with my wife. We went to Belfort. Why Belfort? You must remember that there, whole Belfort basically is my connection some way or the other, 80-90%. So when I went there, then I went to our Ibrahim, Ibrahim Ghani's place. Now Ibrahim Ghani is married to my Chachazad daughter. So they in Khrudfli, that's another farm. She passed away a long time ago. So he, that's how we become relatives. And he spent so many years in Heidelberg as well. So we know the family very, very well. Look at Kudrat Kakarishma, three brothers. Ibrahim passed away this Ramadan. Then a few years ago, Ahmed passed away, his brother in Ramadan. And Abdul Sattar, known as Kadu. Kadu was a good soccer player. We used to play soccer in the 60s, 70s, you know. So he also passed away. Three brothers all in Ramadan. So this is the mercy of Almighty Allah. So we went there and spoke to the family and so forth. Then Sattar, Abdul Sattar Janu, his daughter-in-law two months ago or so, she was martyred and murdered. And, you know, the, his son, Naeem, just passed away now. And 39 years old or so, you know. I even told them, we're going to speak to them in Memon. I said, Jawani me Allah, your you know. He became beloved to Allah in his young age and he left four daughters. When I just climbed off the car, the daughter came, Mufti Eki, I know you. Mufti Eki, I know you. 
These are ma'asum children, you know. One side the tears roll down and you think about how innocent the children are. So remember that for them, they forget in the sense, but again when they grow up, then they will realize that the difficulties of life, when you are a team, you're an orphan. So anyway, that we try and help them in the sense that we make dua for the parents, show that, you know, you are a family. And it's our duty to go there. So anyway, we met our Hafiz Shiraz. Hafiz Shiraz, mashallah, became Hafiz day in Newcastle. He used to wait there in Hedingstadt, and I used to pick him up there. I used to tell him, wait on the road. So he and his father, Fajr time in the morning, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, because 7 o'clock we have to be in Newcastle, mashallah. So many, many times. So we know one another for many, many years. All our family. Then we went to the graveyard day in Balfour. And then my dada, my dad, is 1933 he passed away only one uncle I got Ibrahim Kaka so he is in Potter's room last night I spoke to him he was 11 months old so he doesn't know much about his father as well so remember that always I try and give him you know himmat and courage I asked him uncle how many fast you kept he say all I say how many tarawi he say all but the one I must 90 years old Imagine this. There's a sign of Allah's mercy, you know. And then my mom, my mom passed away in our house in Heidelberg, and that is in 1969. I was becoming Hafiz. I remember they woke me up and said, come read Yasin and so forth and so on. So these were, you know, people, subhanAllah, what they did for Deen. Everybody who saw my dada, who's buried in Balfour, they say I resemble him a lot. He say he was a strong man, very, very powerful. And he used to walk, you know, and he used to go bicycle from hood play to Williams and all these type of things and so he was very strong and powerful he said nobody would interfere with him so alhamdulillah so his good qualities Allah grant them all Jannah to fill those so after that mashallah then came Saturday Saturday I went there to Leslie and Leandra and then I was there in Trichat by my sister by my niece Mahana Ismail Osman and mashallah the family so I stopped there in Leandra we call it Leslie and that is you know where Hazrat our first sheikh. So I remember, I was so young, you know, that my parents would say, we're going Leslie. I just would jump in. I don't understand one word what he's speaking because Hazrat used to speak Gujarati, Urdu, and so forth, you know. And I can still picture him, our Mohana Zahir Ali. I'll tell you our Mohana Zahir Ali just now. He resembles his father a lot. Anyway, so when we used to go, I used to, he used to take me in his hands and used to make so much dua. My mother used to always say, Dua Karwanu Hafiz Tejai. That I remember. That he becomes Hafiz. But this is Hazrat, you know. Hazrat Mohana Ali, a Sayyid, a Waliyullah, passed away in Haram on a Friday. When I entered the graveyard, I'm looking, looking, somebody stole the board. Now, we don't know exactly, but I had an idea. So there I read, mashallah, made intention. And then Hazrat Maulana's family, we used to call Mama, Mama Ji and Mami. So her board was there. I went to make dua there, everything. When I arrived there in Trichat, it was 1 o'clock. The mass there on Saturdays is one thirty. So I went to A&E. We wanted to buy some things, you know. As soon as I walked in there, I saw Maulana Zahir there. Then we met and made dua and all that for one another. I said, Maulana, I suppose supposed to contact you. Walid Majid Sahib, Nawar Allah, Marqadahu, Ke Kabar Kabar, Me Abhi Gyata. 
وہ بہت جو ہے کسی نے چوری اسے نو میٹھا وہاں پر کل یسٹرڈے وی آلسو اسپیک اردو سو ہی سیز دیٹ یسٹرڈے ایٹ ڈے ہی واز دے اینڈ سو فورتھ سو سی ساؤتھ افریقہ ناتھنگ از سیف ایون دا ڈیڈ پیپل دے اسٹیل دا بوٹس یو نو دیٹ از اور کنٹری سو اینی وے آل مائی چلا گرانٹ آل آف دیم میٹ مائی سسٹر فیملی ریڈ زہر لنچ آل دیٹ اینڈ دین اثر آئی ریڈ دے اینڈ دین آئی واز بیک یہ مغرب ٹائم فائیو تھرٹی آئی واز بیک سو الحمد للہ Now, let us come to Gaza and Palestine. Remember that these are four or five things. Whenever I got students, they come by me in the morning, doctor and businessman, and I, come, I don't know what and what. So I say, come today, I teach you all of Gaza and Palestine, what is what. You must know about the Yahud. Yahud are Jews. And remember, they're supposed to be believing in Nabi Musa, alayhi salam, and the Torah. Today, you hardly find If you read, I'm following this Jewish thing, not from now, for 30, 40 years. So you must remember, there's a newspaper, Jewish report. You can get it online. I have to read it every week. So there, there was a big debate raging on who's a Jew. And that also, they can't reach consensus. The Orthodox Jews make a different definition. And the modern-day Jews, you know, the progressive Jews, want to call, they make a different definition. So on that also, they can't agree. So that's one point. If you go to Quran Sharif, I'll give you the references. You must remember Quran teaches us the Jews and the Mushriks, the Hindus, majority of them are your worst enemies. Surah 5 verse 82. Therefore, you must remember to become friends with them and take them as your protectors, the Jews and the Christians is haram. And therefore, we say the Arab countries are traitors. You must remember remember that and majority of their leaders are murtad make no mistake of that i've been to 90% of them 80% of these countries so majority of their leaders are murtad out of the fall of islam they will put ulama in jail and those who sing their praises they will say they very good you go see what's happening there in the world today so quran says surah 5 verse 51 ya ayyuhal ladina amanu la tattakhidhu al-yahuda wan-nasara awliya ba'dhum awliya They don't take the Jews and the Christians to be your friends and protectors. They are the friends protectors of one another. You can see what they did in Afghanistan, what they did in Iraq, what they're doing in Libya, what they did in Syria, what they are doing in Mali, in Africa, the French. Go see what the French did, 150 years occupation in Algeria. So all this is there. But the Muslim Ummah, you know, when the Arab League passed a resolution, the Israelis laugh at them in their face, take it and throw it in the waste paper basket. Tell them your people's resolutions are not worth the paper on which is written. Such or so hopeless and useless and spineless they are. So remember that that is what the Muslim Ummah today is. So, Who befriends them, you become part and parcel of them. So I address Egyptian. 79 you establish ties i address jordan 94 you address uh, you, you 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 made ties with israel diplomatic ties we address the tenpot dictators of today the uae and bahrain and morocco and all these people in sudan sudan is just got caught up because they wanted to get off the terrorist list so they said they yeah, put our name and all these things anyway they're all guilty 
I pose one question to you, you Arab regimes. Why can't you sever ties? Our South African country, whatever falls, million falls, they expelled once the Palestinian, the, the Israeli ambassador. Why you can't expel? Where's your iman? Show the Palestinians that you got some feeling for them. Show you got some affinity to Islam. Not one of you can do it. Because why? You are traitors to Islam. Most of you are murtad. Remember that. You got nothing to do with Islam. You use Islam to fool your people. That's what you do. Remember that. Therefore, today also I was showing the students the hadith in Sahih Muslim. Waylul lil Arab. Waylul lil Arab. Remember Mustafa said, as time progresses, these Arab leaders, they will be the cause of destruction and so forth. And you can see it. You must be blind not to see it today. Come to Palestine. I've been to Palestine five times. The first time I went, mashallah, was 89. And that person told me for what you came. I told him I came to read Salat. He couldn't believe it. You come from South Africa just to read. I said, yes. So anyway, you must remember, he took me right in the basement of Aqsa and a lot of things happened and so forth and so on. Allah's Qudrat, you must remember that we read Salat in Mecca on a Friday, in Medina on a Friday, in Cairo on a Friday. I went to Cairo and from there, then I came to Tel Aviv and so forth. So then we entered and so So then the Thursday night, they interrogated, interrogated me and I must the plane. So Allah wanted, I must read Jumma Salat in Aqsa as well. Subhanallah. So we read Aqsa and all that. There was one Jew in South African Airways. This is 89. When I went back that Saturday, Sunday or whatever, I think it was Sunday. So he asked me, he was looking for South African Are you the person that was harassed and dead by the authority? I said, yes. So I told him, I'm waiting now. He said, don't worry, you in this plane. Because they told me, SAA officers told me there's no place. But I don't know, somehow he heard about it. He said, don't worry. And true to his word, his name was Saul. Surname I forget. He had the South African uh, SAA uniform. He told me, you don't. He kept the plane waiting at Tel Aviv airport. Again, they started. So therefore, I say, you must be very careful. Don't say every Jew. Some Jews you get are very good. Remember that. Even Quran says that. So we must not make that mistake. Another mistake we make, we say every Jew is a Zionist and every Zionist is a Jew. That's also wrong. You must remember that majority of Jews are Zionists and majority of Zionists are also terrorists. So you must understand that. And this whole story of six million and all that is to fool their people. What happened was Hitler, you must remember in 1933 to he did a remarkable thing. Even if it's your enemy, you must speak good if he did good. So that is what Quran teaches us. You must be fair to everybody. So you must remember Hitler, you must remember in 33 to 35, in two years, he arranged job for six million people in Germany. So you see. Which country can do? We can't even find job for 60 million people. For the 40 million, uh, for America can't find job for 40 million people. Yeah, in our country, how many million people are unemployed? Till now, you can't find job for them. See? So the Jews said they don't want to give Hitler a positive. So they changed this narrative and said six million Jews were killed. Highly exaggerated and so forth. We're not negating what happened. But the number is under big dispute, you Muslim. So what you have to do, or Muslim, 
He say we demand the right of return for our Palestinian brothers, sisters, and children. They must have the right of return, the six million of them. Remember, if the Jew, the Jutla has the right, so how come we can't get the right? And remember, all what's happening in Gaza, Palestine, are all war crimes. Benjamin Netanyahu is doing this just to stay in power. He's a war criminal. I told you many years ago, Sharon is a war criminal and remember eight years Allah put him in Sakarat we end today's program Allah masallit alayhim kalban min kilabik Allah masallit alayhim jundam min junubik Allahumma alayka bil yahudi zalimin wa man wa'alahum Ya Allah there's Arab tanpot dictators and any other Muslim ruler who's in bed with the Israelis you deal with him in the manner you deem fit next up inshallah the madrasa program by Mohan it can and then 3 to 3.30 inshallah the repeat of this morning's Q&A then 3.35 or so to 5 o'clock brother Alameen Templeton and thereafter 5 to 7 Mohana Khalid Yaqub 7 to 7.30 the repeat of my tafsir of today and then 7.30 to 8 Mohana Yunus Patel 8 to 10 inshallah the Q&A with Mohana Arafat and then 10 to 11 Mohana Salim Dorat of Leicester UK inshallah speaking about death in Urdu make dua for us and the Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah.